0: everybody and welcome back to a- another episode of kitchen gods i am your host michelle doll joining me again is my co-host ken Herskowitz. Hey, ken how are you yo. doing
1: i'm good how are you doing
0: good hot i know <laughs> i know we took two
1: weeks off and suddenly it's 144 degrees
0: Sunny. so so ken yes i know you live in new jersey i do are you and you're from new jersey i correct? am my whole life Uh, Did you ever move to Manhattan or New York City or you've just been close enough that you never had to?
1: I've never moved. I have anything I've needed to do in the city, whether business or pleasure. I just I'm close enough to to jaunt in.
0: You're still living in your parents' basement? No, listen,
1: you just you you don't have to live in your parents' basement if you don't have to. If you don't live in New York, by the way, I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So when I moved to New York, I had zero dollars. Zero friends, zero relatives. Mm. I was like totally struck out on my own to come here. So it's all about kind of what you eat when you're totally broke. So I'm Mm. sure you were when you I know you went to college elsewhere.
1: Yes, I went to I went to college in Ohio, which I know Mm -hmm. you've got.
0: Yeah, got I have a past in Ohio. I
1: know everybody has a connection to Ohio.
0: Dark Ohio. past, (laughs) Buckeye. I don't want to talk about it. So I mean, when you were a poor college kid, what did you eat?
1: Uh, A lot of a lot (laughs) of macaroni and cheese. We had one hot pot in our, in our dorm and, and really, you know, I went, I went to school for architecture. And, and so most of your freshman year, you lived in the architecture studio. So, you know, the, the hot pot was your everything, you know, cause, cause you, you ran out, you ran out of your cafeteria credits, like in the, in the first, you know, three days yeah. and then you're just, then you're just on your own. And it was, we ate a lot of, a lot of macaroni and cheese and a lot of ramen.
0: That's yeah. Those are the yeah, main that, food yeah. groups. hello, all right. So I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. I was 21 years old okay, and lived on the Upper East Side at, next to a Papaya King, very okay. close to Papaya King. Uh-huh. So oftentimes my meal for the day would either be Papaya King or a slice of pizza. Right. Okay. So you could get, you know, both of those are around the $2 right, mark. I
1: was going to say, that's your $2 market.
0: And I, I got this day job and this little woman would Fair. come around with a lunch card and the only thing she had on there that I could stomach was cup of noodles. Okay. So I would have this like salt bomb every every single day. day. Oh, my God. Describes my
1: entire college existence.
0: Oh, so much, so much dried noodle soup. Um, But it was great. And it got me through, you know, the day. It was my meal Mm -hmm. for the day. And billions of people have been in that same boat. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to talk about today. Okay. Cup of noodles? Cup of noodles. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: It has kind of a fascinating origin story. Okay. I think.
1: I'm sure it is.
0: So that brings me to the Osama Sanso incident. Okay. Not to be confused with the Guns N' Roses spaghetti incident or the <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes noodle incident. Uh, neither of those. This was a huge, huge deal back in the 70s. The Osama Sanso incident. Okay. It was the first time. That any kind of like marathon TV experience with the police ever happened. Okay. So you think of OJ, you know, how long yeah, did we this, watch this? Go was, down the road. This was what year? This is in 1972. Okay. Um, Gresh, you know, you think of Waco, Texas and the standoffs yep. and everything. Um, this was the first time anything like that had ever happened. Okay. It was in 72. Uh, in Japan, mm-hmm. it went on for over 10 and a half hours. Wow. So 10 hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just over uh, that was, yeah that was the final standoff but okay. there was some there was there was some leading up to that. There was a group of radicalized teens in college okay at the time um, it was two extremist groups that had come together uh, in Japan in July of 71. Half of these kids are Marxist Leninists, Maoists and the other half is this Japanese Communist Party. okay and they form a group called the Red Army faction and there're splinter groups like this all over Japan at the time. There's there's tons of radicalized mainly teenagers, youths who are upset with the status quo in Japan. I mean, this is, you know, it's you know, it's, the world, the entire world is in turmoil. Sure. This group of kids bands together and they they their intent was to disrupt the Japanese political system and and bring about communism. Okay. Exactly. So there's two groups. One group had all this money because they'd been robbing places okay. and the other group, other group had all of these guns because they, they had robbed gun shops and right. other places. So they, they were armed to the teeth, Sure. very dangerous kids. They were absolute zealots. They had uh, two leaders. So there was one from each group. Mm-hmm. There was Sunio Omori and then the second in command was Hiroko Nagata. Okay. So one from each group, uh, a male and a female. Hiroko was a woman.
1: I see.
0: Uh, there were 29 members in all, which... When I hear army, I think hundreds or thousands, sure. if not more. They had they had 29 members. Right. And soon after they formed, two of these members tried to dissent. They're like, hey, you guys are too extreme, mm-hmm. too many guns, I'm taking off. So they both run for the hills. Yep, had that. Hiroko, she decides that this is unacceptable and she has them killed. Yep, that. So two down. Did I mention that they're zealots? I heard, yeah. Okay, so this group is training a lot, um, doing a lot of improvised military training and they introduce this way of managing themselves called self-criticism. Okay. The thought behind this is that it, if you suffer for the cause, you'll be closer to the cause. Hmm. The more pain you feel, the more you'll be devoted. Okay. Uh, Maury felt that by beating members unconscious that he would help them to be reborn with the true communistic subjectivity.
1: Now I understand how cup of noodles came about. This makes all the <laughs> sense in the world. Thank you so much for all the self-pleasure. I mean self-pleasure the What? <laughs> wow. For all
0: We <laughs> really love the, communism, is man. It I was, yeah, whatever. no. I was
1: going I was going to say Never mind. I don't know what I was going to say. Now yeah, I'm completely derailed. Gone. You can take all that out. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Never. But um, I was going
1: somewhere with that because it was it was yeah clearly clearly the the self punishment that's the oh, word yeah. self-punishment. the self punishment of cup of noodles is right in line with that philosophy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Communist subjectivity. Yeah. So again, you can only be reborn into the true ideal of communism after you've been beaten senseless. Right. And if you're not beaten quite senseless, then, you know, they're going to keep going further. Right. A lot of the, the members of this group were concerned <laughs> with, <this.
1: laughs> with getting beaten senseless, just to make sure that they were in line yeah. with the communist, really
0: communistic. Yeah. I see. Okay. Um, because it's, it's really hard to consistently beat someone unconscious. Mm and then have them come back with all their facilities intact. So one, it's hard to get them beaten and unconscious right, anyway. Yeah. And it's hard for them to, yeah, it, it's it's difficult. What a so dilemma, a
1: of, what a dilemma they had.
0: It was, it was flawed, <laughs> flawed logic. A number of the members died this way, okay, not surprisingly. Right, no? So the first two that died were Kato Yashitaka, uh, who talked to a cop mm-hmm. while they were being interrogated, and then Kojima Kozuki, uh, who failed to fight against her bourgeoisie thinking. Mm. Okay. And I know don't, don't, yeah, that's, I, that
1: sounds pretty vague, but you know, yeah. go, uh, why not? Why not?
0: I'm afraid be, it was vague. And a lot of these things were kind that? of what Cato thought was, was appropriate or wasn't appropriate. Okay. So the tiniest transgression would be met with swift physical violence.
1: Wow. So yeah. they were, they were on track to destroy themselves anyway. Right. Okay.
0: So the first guy Cato had failed to pass out when he was beaten. So what they did was take him outside and they tied him up to a tree. Now Mm -hmm. I should mention that the area that they're in in Japan is near Nagano, which held the winter Olympics. Mm -hmm. It's a very cold mountainous Mm -hmm. area. And now we're talking January and February. Got it. Super duper cold. And this is how they would punish a lot of people would be by taking them outside and tying them up to a tree. All right. Yeah. This nonsense would eventually take 12 of the members lives. (laughs) So we started with 29, now we're down 12 all this violence, the cops are eventually going to come looking for them. Mm -hmm. They're in the woods in Nagano, up in the mountains. Mori and Nagata are in Tokyo on holiday. I don't know, these are two years, I guess. (laughs) I guess
1: guess you can take your time off, you know, from from the beatings and.
0: They uh, they needed a break. Sure, it's
1: exhausting.
0: So they're off in Tokyo, the rest of the group is still in their hideout and they get word that the cops are on their way. Mm when they realize that they're coming, the smart ones desert. Mm -hmm. They just you know, bolt for the other, safe way down the mountain. The rest uh, escape. So we've got a group of about five people who have escaped and they're taking the most treacherous route over the mountains through the snow um, Mm -hmm. and then up through rocky mountains so that they can't be tracked with the footprints in the snow. Um, Also, apparently they smelled so badly that they also had to be worried about being tracked from that because of all the bodies that they had been burying and sure taken care of hey. so the two leaders come back to okay. the mountain hideout even though that they know the cops are gonna be there because they want to see if anybody is left and they get nabbed and arrested okay so they're out of the picture so now it's just these five kids who are like well we didn't desert
1: mm-hmm. uh we, we gotta just, stick this out yep yeah, yeah. The they cops... still they still feel loyal to the cause
0: yes got it so the cops are hot on their trail they're scrambling over these really scary mountains middle of the night the next day they come upon this really lovely little like ski chalet kind mm-hmm. of thing it's built into the side of a mountain so looking at the front it's kind of the shape of a mushroom there's two floors on top that are up and out and then there's this narrow opening at the bottom okay. and that's the only way in or out it's an it's a, inn, it's a hotel it. okay all of the guests are out either skiing or skating or okay, snow sure. sport enjoying, snow sporting. Enjoying, the winter. <laughs> enjoying the winter the innkeeper is out walking his dog so the only person home right now is the wife okay inverse these five armed to the teeth desperate kids they take her hostage and they mm-hmm. retreat to the upper two levels okay all right they decide no other to way stick in no them. other way out no way in no way out okay freezing cold you know they're trapped up in this thing and they're trying to figure out what to do and it's the the hotel is all like cement and iron it wasn't you know swiss chalet looking thing it was kind of industrial looking but like fortified fortressy just in case just in case yeah they picked they picked wisely okay so they have the innkeeper's wife hostage Three thousand riot police show up wow They shut where do they get three thousand
1: riot police up into the mountains
0: huge well now it's like you know nagano so they're in this very popular skiing village so there's roads in and out and
1: i guess riot police was a big occupation then
0: lots of right wow okay. or either that or anyone could say i'm a I, I was place. gonna say
1: at that at that point anybody who could you know they could they hand the shield to but good mm-hmm. enough okay go on i'm sorry i'm fascinated <laughs> so, by three thousand.
0: and they shut the whole mountain down okay nobody in nobody out All no right. skiers wow. sorry everybody your your crap's got to stay in the hotel that's it so the five people in the hotel have guns um and then of cops are obviously very heavily armed sure <laughs> so there's some <laughs> there's some gunplay that goes back and forth, but not a ton. The cops never rush it because they're so scared of hurting the innkeeper's wife. Huh. Like right. Getting her That's caught in the nice. crossfire. So it's like this hostage situation, they don't know what to do. A few days in, the cops finally decide to shut the power off. Huh. <laughs> so up until then, the hostage takers were watching themselves on TV every day. Ah, okay. And the, the TV coverage was extensive. Sure. It was, uh, people were glued to their TV. This whole thing went on for 10 days. Crazy. Totally crazy. So again, a few days in, they cut the power and then they start taking these high powered hoses and burrowing holes through the concrete. So now these guys are freezing. It's 20 some degrees in there and they're trying to get water in as well. And then they start to tear gas it. But they didn't want to hurt
1: the innkeeper's wife.
0: They didn't want to hurt the Enkeeps wife, but I guess, you know, uh, she you can, know a little, tear little tears, never. Yeah. Sometimes a good cry is Yeah, that's need.
1: right. That's right.
0: So on the 10th day, the police brought in a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess at this point, they're like, hey, they've been watching wife. Looney
1: Tunes. And speaker's like...
0: <laughs> wife. Yeah, we're going to we're getting in. Yep. Uh, the wrecking ball goes into the main entrance on the bottom. OK, so now these guys are totally, totally trapped in there. It's it's cold, it's wet, they're freezing, Uh, and now we have an eight-hour battle.
1: I'm dying to know how this turns into a cup of noodles story.
0: (laughs) This eight-hour battle is completely televised. Okay. All right. 90% of Japanese televisions are watching this. There's no traffic on the highways. Huh. There's nobody at work. Everybody For five is watching people this. and an
1: innkeeper's wife and a wrecking ball. The
0: drama, amazing. And most of this is kind of like CNN type coverage, where you're you're watching, you know, like flashing lights or in, and cops milling about in the background right. and hearing voiceover. You know, right. we're, st- we're still doing the same thing, yada yep. yada yada. So I mean, we're watching these cops a lot. These cops had so much TV presence. Mm. Cops got to eat. Yeah. What did they all eat the entire time?
1: That's where we're going here.
0: But cup of noodles. And that is what made cup of noodles so popular in Japan. That's what got the word out. That all that free advertising is what made so, cup of noodles.
1: Wow. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That is the cr- okay. Take over a ski chalet or a resort or a hotel fortified, mm-hmm. happens to be fortified, mountain fortress. Heavily armed. Heavily armed. 10 days it's on television and all they see are cops milling about eating cup of noodle. Mm-hmm. And suddenly this, the popularity soars,
0: soars. Okay. that's The manufacturer, it. <laughs> that's credits. The... <laughs> the manufacturer completely credits the, the takeoff with this, that's... this insane incident.
1: So, you know, I'm, I'm a marketing dude, right? That's, 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 yes. that's, that's my gig now that could possibly be the first like, Viral social media type of those cops were the first influencers. Like yeah. that—that's to to show off a product, at, in that at that scale and have it. That's crazy.
0: And it must have looked so good because they're so cold. You see all these shivering cops, and, and then they're like, all holding I these want delicious little steaming, cup of noodles
1: now. And
0: steaming cups of wow. noodles. Wow. Yum. All right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah,
1: I am changing the entire strategy of my marketing consultancy. I am now going to, (laughs) no, I'll listen. I'm going to now force police standoffs everywhere and, uh, and, you know, just hire, you know, buy, get some product placement for my clients and just, you know, Uh hand them out. I think that'll, I think that'll work.
0: So okay. instant noodles had been around since 1958. Okay. Originally they were, uh, the only flavor was chicken ramen. Okay. And it's by a company called Nissan foods and that's still the company that has, yeah, has cup of noodles and everything. And they were invented by our kitchen God of the day, Momofuko Ando. Okay. So Momofuko was born in 1910 to a very wealthy Taiwanese family. Okay but his parents had died at a very young age and he ended up being raised by his grandparents who owned a textile store. Okay. So he, you know, he didn't grow up hungry. Um, at 22 years old, he traveled to Osaka to study economics. And while he was there, he also opened up his own little textile company. Mm. In 1948, he is convicted of tax evasion. Mm. And he claims that it was, um, it's basically a misunderstanding. And at the time they had very rigorous rules about giving school scholarships. And he said that he had, you know, paid for two kids to go to school. And they said, nope, this is tax evasion. And he had to serve two years in jail.
1: Wow. All so right. while
0: he's in jail, his textile company fails. Sure. No one so was absolutely it. Yeah. bankrupt. What little money he has left, he opens up a small salt producing company. Okay. So this is this is simple. It's not, you know it's something you can forage. It's you're not having to buy a ton of equipment. Mm-hmm. After World War II, which he had lived through, the U.S. starts spend starts sending over all of this wheat flour. Hmm. So we knew that they were starving. Mm-hmm. People over there are so so hungry. There's not enough food. So Americans sent over all of this flour, and he's like, what? we don't need your sourdough you know right, everyone's right, yeah, yeah. everyone's answer to burgers, an economic man. crisis yeah. is you need Flower, to make yeah. you making, making bread you're making <laughs> bread it's like we don't need bread we need noodles you know this is what we need to do but the problem with noodles especially ramen noodles is they're not shelf stable right so or at least they actually weren't. i
1: didn't know that but that's okay that makes sense well they're um, fresh noodles at least
0: right Got it. and so at the time that was really all you had was was fresh ramen noodles. Okay. If you've ever made them, they're more difficult to make than regular Italian pasta.
1: pasta. I was going to I was going to I was going to ask for the explanation because there was already because dried pasta existed.
0: Right. Well, there's point. dried pasta and then there's fresh pasta. Fresh pasta is an egg-based product whereas dried pasta is really just a flour and water that's extruded.
1: Oh, I yeah, actually I see I I did not know that fresh and dried were different ingredient bases. different ingredients, yeah. You get a lot more protein
0: with fresh pasta, and it's I think more delicious. Oh, well, of course, but I, um, I was just thought not shelf stable.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but this is that? this is okay. these
0: are the ramen noodles. Okay. Um, and what he's seeing is that that you know that's where everybody's waiting in line for food at right. the ramen soup carts, and it doesn't matter how cold it is, there's always a line there, and that you know this is what the Japanese people want to eat. Right. It's a fresh hot cup of ramen, and why is this so hard to make it? make it shelf stable. He was a bit of a tinkerer, mm-hmm. an inventor. Uh, the government felt that noodles weren't stable enough and noodle companies were too small to serve everyone. So okay. they were, again, they were using all of that flour for bread. Uh, right. The country is in serious financial straits. And Momofuku Ando thought the only way that they could find peace would be if everyone had enough to eat. So mm. he makes that his life mission. Okay. It's now 1958. He's 48 years old. All right. He's been trying to make shelf-stable noodles for months. Okay. Trying and failing, trying and failing, trying and failing. Finally, one night, he's sitting at the table, and he's watching his wife make tempura. She's dipping some vegetables in tempura batter and then frying them, and he has his epiphany moment. Mm. You know, Eureka, what what if we fried noodles? What would happen to them? Mm. Uh, And we could dry them out. So he took some ramen noodles, deep-fried them, and what happens is by frying them, you get... All of these tiny little perforations in the noodle, hmm. so that when it's reconstituted in boiling water, it cooks super fast. Ah. It's like it's it's like it's par cooked and then dried out and then interesting cooked really fast with the boiling water and it's delicious.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And
0: so freaking shelf stable. It will last an eternity. Yeah. Uh, the first flavor that he makes is chicken, so chicken ramen. It comes in this brick. You know, mm-hmm. we're all familiar with that brick yep. at the Smorgasburg in Brooklyn. Not this summer because it's not opening. Hmm. Uh, but they have ramen burgers, where it's two big hunks of ramen noodles with a meat patty in the center.
1: I can't bring really? myself to
0: try it. Yeah, that's not my thing. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm I... like, that's impressive. But ramen has had, you know, a huge yeah. resurgence, and or, I don't even know. I would say resurgence. It's like the thing to eat.
1: Yeah, I've been to, you know, ramen places. There's a ton of ramen places. Well, I'm sure in the city as well, but mm-hmm. in in West Hollywood when I visit there, and oh, man. you get bowls crazy the size ramen. of your oh, I love it,
0: so good. Mm. Uh, so the first flavor is chicken. Again, it comes okay. in a brick, and it's actually kind of a luxury item. Hmm. It was five dollars and seventy five cents a pack.
1: For how much? Ma- what do you get in a pack?
0: It was for like what we pay a dollar for. Really? That's what you would get. Was be the would be a little packet of. One brick uh, and then
1: the seasoning, basically.
0: The seasoning, yeah, exactly. And that was it. But it's still it's still relatively cheap, but the, the price wouldn't go down for for a little while. Um he's selling them, but it's not, you know, gangbusters, but he's a, a sustainable business. Now at nineteen seventy one, he's sixty one years old. Okay. He's been selling his ramen blot bricks for a while. The price has gone down some. Thank goodness. It's getting more and more popular. He's doing he's doing well, enough so that he's on vacation in the United States. Okay. And he sees people here eating their ramen by breaking the brick in half, putting it into a mug, and then pouring hot water over the mug and then eating it with a fork. Mm. Like an animal. <laughs> um, an animal. <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute. That's a great idea. Yeah. I will put it in a styrofoam cup. That styrofoam cup is going to be both packaging, cookware, and servingware. Everything. Everything. And I've got my, I don't even need a spice packet. Spice can just be floating around in there, nobody cares. Add your water, uh, yeah. And after you know, that's 1971, so this just came out and was super popular with cops in Japan. So Mm, it exploded, 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 exploded. Wow, yeah. Every, I mean, he got so many national awards, so many, you know, medals of honor for feeding people cheaply and you know, fairly nutritiously. Fairly nutritiously, yeah. uh, no MSG added hmm. to cup of noodles. Wow. Who knew? Uh,
1: yeah. I they was going to say it's, it's got all MSG.
0: Yeah. It feels like they, it. they changed. So I had a hard time doing this because I kept saying it's cup. o noodles. Why do they, everything I see says cup noodles, cup noodles. They changed it to cup noodles in 1993. So what huh. we grew up with
1: was cup, cu- cup. o noodles. yeah. I remember that's what I remember. So it's not that anymore. It's
0: just cup noodles,
1: cup noodles.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Cup noodles.
1: Mm. Like, is there? They even put like an apostrophe, so like, cup noodles. Just nothing. Cup noodles. Cup noodles. (laughs)
0: That's it. All right. Cup noodles. And you have to go back and look at the advertising because their advertising was bat crazy. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) in these
1: really, you
0: know, huge outfits, just doing these wild, jerky movements, and then just you know, cup noodles. (laughs) Ha ha. It's. Are these on YouTube? All of those. Yes. Right, yes. Cool. They're on YouTube, and I will be sure your, to post say, them on Instagram. Or, post yeah. Them. yeah, that's fantastic. They are amazing. Yeah. So he's doing really, really well. The only kind of misstep he had was in 74. So okay. a lot of Japanese politicians approached him and they said, you know, noodles are great, but what we really need is rice. Can you hmm. do a cup of rice? And I, like, oh, I don't know, you know, know. I'll try. I do a
1: cup of rice. And Why not? Man,
0: he freaking nails it yeah. it's delicious everybody's like this is the best thing ever it's so so yummy turns out it was a lot more expensive but nobody wanted to buy it hmm. nobody would buy it why am I going to spend three dollars on cup of rice when I can spend a dollar on cup, cup noodles? Of noodles yeah yeah so he built this giant factory for not
1: did he fry the rice was, was it was it was the rice fried the same way uh,
0: I think so I, yeah. I imagine yeah okay. I'm not I'm not sure I think it's the only way you could really do three minute rice uh, and it has to be three minutes. So when you make your cup of noodles, yeah. number one, don't put the stupid styrofoam cup in the microwave.
1: No, no you have, then you have cup of melted styrofoam. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's no good. So it's boiling water, mm-hmm. pour it on, cover it three minutes, no less, no more.
1: Mm. If well, what a very, do you mean no more? What do you do?
0: Yeah. Five minutes. It's like mm, mushy. Oh,
1: you got to take, you have to take the cover off and start eating it. In,
0: right. In three yeah. You need to start eating it with it at, at the three minute mark.
1: That's, that's when it's, that's when it's al dente
0: perfecto so yeah he had this this wild wild ride between textiles and then cup of noodles remember the cup of noodles sign in times square yes 60 feet so that was one of the first steaming signs it would actually steam yeah it was so cool i miss it they took it down like 10 years ago bummer what
1: what a cool thing
0: so he died of heart failure Mm. in 2007 so he was 96 whoa. years old whoa whoa he says it's from playing golf every day and eating his chicken ramen every day
1: yeah why wouldn't he yeah. say that yeah but it's yeah, probably true. exactly
0: uh-huh if you're gonna go to Osaka yeah I really want to go to Osaka be, um, be sure to visit the Momofuku Ando Instant Ramen Museum
1: they have a museum for this yes how big it's- is it
0: Huge. Well, the, I don't think the museum is huge, but I was gonna
1: say I mean, <laughs> are four things in there.
0: Do you know the Guggenheim? It's <laughs> about the size of the gift shop. No, I don't know. It's a. Uh, I, I think it's probably worth going to. Okay uh and i know that you have to have reservations right now on account of covid sure i look, looked into it but it looks really fun it's okay. you know super kitschy they have all the different flavors because the flavors are different depending on where you are in the world i would
1: imagine that's that's the case with a lot of a lot of packaged goods right that's it's, it's you, you have regional yeah. regional recipes
0: well pringles my gosh it's like what what do you mean there's banana flavored pringles, what there are but only in you know wherever, yeah,
1: wherever they can sell them
0: so, like, if you're in Germany, mm-hmm. it's you can get curry flavored ramen hmm. or mushroom flavored ramen. The Americans Uh-oh. get noodles that are shorter. Our noodles aren't as long. Really? Yeah. Because
1: they yeah because we cut them with a fork anyway.
0: We don't like to slurp. Yeah. As no, much, I know. So I know. They're, just, they're short.
1: I have two questions. Mm-hmm. I guess really just one. <laughs> but I've wanted a statement. Statement first is I am now craving. Ramen, noodle. I oh like. Week. I am oh putting, so I'm putting. I'm putting it on on the list, and and my my wife is going to be like, "What the f is this about? I, uh, why why would I buy ramen noodles?" But now I am absolutely having that for lunch this week. Um, that's number one. Number two, can you do that same process with fresh Italian pasta to make it shelf stable? And know. and are you going to try that tonight?
0: Not tonight. Okay, that's interesting though.
1: Hey, I mean, why wouldn't I don't it work? Know.
0: I don't
1: know. You'll you'll do this and report back to the audience. Yeah, and me, me specifically.
0: Where uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, Ken. Sorry.
0: I don't know. I you mean, they, they si- are they are, are on, different. It's not on, the same uh, kind of noodle. I mean, the you know ramen I noodles are made with baking soda and they're.
1: But if that could, if but if you could have delicious, fresh-tasting, reconstitutable Italian pasta some I kind of cool so. process
0: but i'm thinking like three minute reconstitutable pasta i, I too, hear I you got, yeah, it has to be that instant listen
1: kind i'll of, give you four it
0: may already exist i, I have to look into it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: cup of the noodle yeah <laughs> that a, I mean, seriously a, <laughs> i was an Italian you know. <laughs> it's
1: like an italian-irish <laughs> cup of, the noodle, to <laughs> cup of the
0: noodle to you oh yeah it's delicious magically we put yeah. some marshmallows i was gonna in
1: say, say you have little stars and clouds
0: hmm so yeah, I mean they, they got their start with this crazy viral marketing. Yeah. That happened in a bizarre standoff the in the middle of marketing, Nagano. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh they've also done a lot of product placement, uh, and video games. So like Final Fantasy Fifteen. There's <laughs> a ton of cup of noodles. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Tons Well, that's the
1: I mean, that's the audience right now. Yeah. That and a, that, and a 40 year old dude in front of a microphone who can't not have ramen noodles in the next 12 hours because I will die. <laughs> I'm like dying <laughs> for it right now. I'm going to see if I have, I mean, there might be something hiding in the back of my cabinet right now.
0: And it lasts forever. Yeah,
1: so I'm not, not too afraid of it.
0: So uh, that is our cup of noodles. You can store it anywhere, eat it anywhere, cook it anywhere. Truly a revolutionary item of food. Yeah. It's, it's in over 80 countries, it's like 90 billion a year. Whew. are sold. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. And then I wanted to play a quick game with you.
1: Okay. I would love to play a game
0: called real favor or flake. Fake flavor. <laughs> Crap. I can't say <laughs> real. You try and say it real flavor or fake flavor, real
1: flavor or fake flavor. All
0: right. You can do it. Yeah. I'm well, whatever. yeah, but I had but one I, point I, for I, you, but
1: I prepared my myself after you, after you had a hard time. I'm like,
0: what that I'm was doing? the game. I just exactly. wanted to see. who I
1: win. Yay. All right.
0: <laughs> All right so Go I'm going to tell you, uh, flavors and you tell me if it's real or fake
1: flavors of what let's let me let me get a uh, leg up here
0: these are cup of noodle cup Cup of of noodle noodle noodle. flavor okay cup cup
1: noodle flavors
0: mushroom chicken real yes blue crab oh
1: that would be delicious tell me i'm it's clearly fake because that would be awesome it's fake yeah
0: black pepper crab
1: real because they could probably they could probably fake that flavor pretty well
0: it is real (laughs) see how about uh cherry
1: cherry no (laughs) i'm not even gonna answer that one
0: it could be um but it's not spicy lime shrimp
1: oh that is fake it's real now you got me on that one okay
0: um, how about bird's nest? <laughs> well,
1: that's what it looks like. No. Come on.
0: No. <laughs> patchouli. <laughs> no. Fake.
1: No. <laughs>
0: fake. Ty- thai basil.
1: Thai basil would be fantastic, which, which tells me that it's. Oh, I'm going to. All the ones that I want to try other than patchouli and cherry. Um, I'm going to go with Fake. <laughs>
0: No, it's real. Is
1: it okay? Mm-hmm. Is it in the U.S.?
0: Type no, I don't think you can get oh. it here. But you know, and if you go down to Chinatown in New York City, they have black everything. market,
1: black market yeah. cup noodle. Okay, it's
0: all over, all over. Interesting. Um, hot and spicy shrimp.
1: Hmm. I'm going to say real.
0: Real. Okay. Uh, poor duck testicles.
1: Stop it. Fake. Please be fake. <laughs> Please be fake. It's real. Fake. oh it is fake okay good yeah it's
0: fake my 11 year old came up with that one
1: thanks
0: sander i was like come on um how about seafood curry real real um chili crab real real uh mint
1: that best be fake
0: (laughs) gross can you imagine <laughs> um how about yogurt
1: I'm just a good test taker by the way that don't this is yogurt flavored uh, fake fake yeah.
0: squid ink oh that would be delicious
1: i'm hoping that's real fake really what no get on that if you could make get an, on that. if you could make like an instant squid ink pasta
0: oh, that would be mm-hmm. so good uh fried chicken
1: hmm i'm going to go real on that one
0: fake really sad, all right. yeah, brownie face. that would be good too and then our last one is cream of chicken
1: i'm just thinking of how they if it how they would do that because the whole taste of it is not the it's the texture of it i'm gonna say fake it's real really
0: yeah isn't that is crazy that, can you get that here cream of chicken that, i don't know you gotta go to the black amazon market. Yeah. check right. it out ebay i bet all of these flavors are on ebay too
1: whoa
0: yeah there's a lot of different um Tons of different companies that, that right. make this now. It's it's super fetishized, super shelf-stable. It's an entire meal for yeah. just a couple bucks.
1: I got to introduce yeah. my kids to that. I don't know if they'll eat it or not. Teach them how to eat it with a chopstick.
0: Right, that's a, that's a ramen's, my kids' favorite food. Really? Yeah. That and pizza. <laughs> pizza. And never the chew shall meet. No,
1: thank you. Yeah, th- And you, uh, didn't, you didn't put a pizza flavor in there. I didn't. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So that is Momofuku Ando and... He's just the coolest. That
1: is cool. And I, uh, dig, cup I, of noodles. I dig the game too. That was, He's, that was fun.
0: He, he helped so many people fill their bellies. Yeah. So thanks again for another week of kitchen gods podcast, Ken. Thank
1: you for having me. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a joy every time. And I've, I have never not learned something, but now I, not only have I learned, um, the inherent structure of Nagano-based ski resorts, uh, how police behaved, the 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 number of available riot police in Nagano. Um, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Where, where? That's 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 what I that's what I'm taking away tonight, and the fact that somewhere I can get, um, cream of mushroom r- and cream cream yeah, cream cream of chicken or Thai basil or spicy shrimp ramen. Mm. I am. Dying for for ramen right now, like
0: it was a hard. I it was it was a yeah tough couple of days to get that in. Yeah, there. how'd you
1: get through that without eating a, like like six bowls of it?
0: Oh, no. between that one and the no, Colonel Sanders
1: one, and 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 wanting and wanting to go to uh to Indiana to his wife's restaurant, which I still yeah. that, that I'll go there before I go to the Mamafuco Ando Museum. By the way, I'm just gonna tell you right now.
0: I understand. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I find this interesting too. It's fun to have another kind of pop culture yeah. icon based kitchen gods episode. I dig
1: uh, that. I dig that because it, yeah, because it's, it's stuff. It's especially the backstory that you wouldn't, you wouldn't think of is, is awesome.
0: So bonkers. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, thanks, everybody. And I wanted to to let you all know, if you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, go to the website, kitchengodspodcast.com. You can sign up there. And also to let anyone know who already received our lovely little newsletter uh, that the original address was wrong, so it wouldn't kick back to my .Mac address. So we now have Michelle at kitchengodspodcast.com. So official. Feel free to email me, and any replies to these emails will be... which is nice. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and the support. You know, people are starting to share it and that is just the best thing in the world to see. It's it's so much fun for me and I hope it's fun for you guys too. I love having you here. Uh, We will see you next Tuesday with the next episode of Kitchen Gods. Thanks again, Ken.
1: Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.